Diane says hello. She went off for a sister's reunion in Montana. Now, this is interesting because here she is. You can fly out there, but her and her twin sister wanted to do what they did as children. They were born, they were raised in Montana, and that was to drive out there. Those that are laughing, that, that's me, but that's not them, amen? So guess what they hit on the way coming home? Snow, yeah. And In South Dakota, they hit one degree weather, amen? It can stay out there. Can I get an amen in the house today? But anyway, she is on her way home, and she'll be home this afternoon sometime. It'll be good to have my wife back. But she says, hello, everybody. And she had a great time in Montana, Mont, I've been there. It's a beautiful state, beautiful state. But I like New Jersey. You know why I like New Jersey? Sure ain't for the high taxes. <laughs> it's because where God called me to be. And if I go anywhere else, there'll be a big whale coming after me. <laughs> Can I get an amen in the house? You ready to get into the word today? Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you for this very precious time of praise and worship. I thank you for this band and this, the singers today that just helped us enter into the presence of God. How sweet that was, Lord. How sweet that was. And we thank you. Thank you for that. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We love you, sir. And we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. So we're talking about overcoming fear. We're actually going to wrap this up today. Can you believe October is gone? Wow. Would you turn with me to Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 25? And today I want to talk about the antidote to fear. Because fear is real. To just say to a person, hey, just don't be afraid. Put your chin up. Get out there. Go, go stand on the top of an edge somewhere, even though you got fear of heights. Now, there's an antidote to fear. We'll talk about that today, amen? But look what it says in Proverbs 3.25. Do not be afraid of sudden terror. Boy, are we living in a day and age of sudden terror. You turn on, forget the news. I barely even want to go there anymore. But you just listen to what's going on in our world and in our own country. It's sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Can we read this together? It's a great scripture to get in your heart. Ready? It's, this is from the New King James Version. I always use the New King James. If it's any other translation, it'll be up on the screen for you. Why don't you put them all on the screen? Because you need to open your Bible. You might be going through something and, you know, a pastor or an elder is not going to be around and you're going to have to find where that scripture is. Amen? Here we go. Proverbs 3.25, all together. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. So I read this the other day and it says years ago, Advice columnist Ann Landers, anybody remember her column out there? Was asked if there was a common denominator among the thousands of letters that she received every week. She said the overwhelming, the great overriding theme of all the letters was fear. 
fear. It seemed that the two most dangerous sabotars are found within our own heart, the diabolical duel of fear and worry. Write them down, fear and worry. They stalk us whenever we get on a plane, when we open a bill, we visit a doctor, we walk down a darkened sidewalk, or we glance at the clock when a child is late for curfew. That should not be so for the child of God. Indeed, today's verse brings us a command. We are told to not be afraid of sudden terror, of terrifying events, or of trouble from the wicked one when it comes. Can I get an amen? So as we talk about fear today, I want to talk about that antidote of fear. Would you go with me to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18? And these scriptures, I would admonish you to write them down or like I do, go to your things to do on your phone and just type them in there. And then, boy, you can just put the reference like that there and then have them before you all the time. You don't need to write down what I say. Write down what the word of God says. Amen? Amen? As our brother Tim Moore said last week when he was teaching up here, to see a church that says, does anyone need a Bible so that you can check out what's being preached to make sure it's accurate to the word of God. Scripture should always verify scripture, not, oh, but this is what I think it is. I don't want to know what I think it is. I want to know what the word of God says about it. And I might not be partaking of all the benefits yet, but I'm learning Come on, are you learning? I'm learning that the promises of God are yea in him, amen, and that I can partake of these. And if I'm not partaking of them, I should look at what am I doing wrong? God's not doing anything wrong. If a teacher said to me, what is two plus two? And I say five. And the teacher says, no, it's not five. Try again. And I say seven and I say 10. I need to learn what two plus two is. I need to learn God's grace and God's faith and how to work them together in my life to see the promises of God in my life, to understand that Jesus came, that I might have life and that more abundantly. And one of the promises he gave us is not to fear. And we'll look at that as we go on here. So let's look at 1 John 4.18. Everybody there? It's little John in the back there. There is no fear in love. Would you say that? No fear. How? In love. In love. Now, this is not talking about erose love or sexual love. It's probably not even talking about phileo love or brotherly love or storgo love, which, which is a love that I love my puppy, I love my lollipop, on and on. But I believe this is talking about the agape love, the almighty love of almighty God, an unconditional love, an all-giving love, a love that lays down its life for someone else. Are you with me, church family? There is no fear in love, but perfect love does what? Cast out fear. Cast out fear. Cast out fear. Why? Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So I can stand up here today and I can say, I have not been made perfect in love. Anybody else? I still have fears that I fight in my life. Anybody else? And the rest of you that aren't raising your hand, you're either too tired or I don't know why because every one of us fights some kind of fear in our lives. Can I get an amen? 
And here it's saying that perfect love will cast out fear, but he who fears not been made perfect in love or mature in love. We love him, why? Because he first loved me. Because he first loved me. Listen to this. Experts tell us that babies have two natural fears. The fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Two fears. Everybody say two. A study on fear was conducted on 500 adults of different ages, backgrounds, and lifestyles. The results showed that they shared some 7,000 different fears. This means that they must have learned 6,998 fears since they were born. Think about that. That's me and you, church family. That's us. There's one fear in that 6,998, amen? Actually, our bodies are designed for faith. Fear was foreign to man until Adam sinned against God for the first time. Adam knew fear, and he hid from God, and he said, I heard your voice. I was afraid. I hid myself, Genesis 3.10. Since then, man is living in the realm of fear, fear of the future. What am I going to do as I get older? Will there be someone to take care of me? Will I have enough funds to live through till I pass on and go to glory? Fear of what others might say. Are they talking about me? Does this outfit look stupid? Maybe my hair is messed up. Look at them. They're staring at me. Why are they staring? Why didn't they say hello to me? What if happens if I get on that plane and all of a sudden it crashes, it shakes, it, it, it. Or fear, how about this one? Fear of disease. What if that disease comes on me? That was in my family. My father died of that. My mother died of that. My grandparents. It's going to happen to me too. We need to watch that for the things we greatly fear will come upon us. No, this is why we need lessons like this. This is why we need to look at this word fear and say, no, I can't let this in my life. I got to fight this. I got to take faith and hold this thing down in my life. I am afraid of this. Why do I shiver when I see a spider? What makes me jump through the air when a mouse is close by? Fear of trying something new. No, just leave me alone. Everything's okay. I'll just stay right here. I'm in my comfort zone. Come on, church family. I'm talking right to me also. So man, man, oh man. Actually fear, every fear is born out of the feeling of that we're cut off from God. If we knew God was with us, that he would never leave us nor forsake us. If we truly believe that, would there be fear in our lives? If we knew that he was on our right hand, would we ever shiver again? Mm. If you think that God is still mad at you, boy, but he knows what I did yesterday. And he knows what you're going to do tomorrow. And he still loves you. And he's out, God's out to punish me, that he won't come through. How can we have faith that everything will be all right? How can we have faith for miracles, for healings, 
for prosperity, for peace, for joy, for any area that we have a need in. But here's the good news. There is an antidote for fear, and it's perfect love. Cast out fear. Mature love. Working towards love. When you know that God so loved you that he gave his son to take your beatings so that you could take his blessings, you will stop fearing, amen? God so loved you that at the cross, Jesus was rejected so that you can become God's beloved. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. You remember the voice that spoke about Jesus? Now he calls us beloved also. It was not the nails that kept Jesus on the cross. It was his love for you. And if God did not withhold Jesus, why do you think that he will hold any promise from us? You know why we think that? Fear. I'm not good enough. I haven't prayed enough. Oh, I know that's Scott Ripley. He prays a lot more than me. I can never be like him. I know that Brandy... She does all that and yet still has a relationship with God. I know Christine, she's hungry and thirsting. Why don't I have that? That's all fear because we don't know one another. And God isn't expecting you to be Brandy or Christine or Scott or Harold or anyone else. God expects us to be us. I get an amen in the house. God expects you to be you, to be you. A brother walked up to me last week and he says, Pastor, I'm so glad you made that statement. It's not how high you praise God when you're up front there. It's how you walk when you come down. He says, I'm not always loud and I feel, why ain't I like anybody, everybody else? Amen? But you know what? Everyone is different. Now, I, again, have to learn how to break out of my comfort zone because my Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Everybody got quiet on that one. <laughs> Look at Romans 8.32. Romans 8.32. Such a familiar scripture, but it's so loaded, you know, if you know what I mean. Romans 8.32. He who did not, oh, let's read it together, ready? He who did not spare his own son but he delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us some things? Things when we get to heaven? No, I believe that God, it says over in Ephesians chapter one, that he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. God knows you need money. God knows you need food. God knows you need clothes. And he wants to help provide. As we listen to his voice, his word. Remember, people say, I want to hear God's voice. His word is his voice. Let me try that again. So many people say, I want to hear God's voice. But we need to understand his word is his voice. When we truly understand that every time we open the Bible, then we can say, God is speaking to me right now. And yes, he'll lead us to specific scriptures and specific places in his word. But anytime we read the word of God, it's still God speaking to us. 
Man shall not live by, but by that proceeds from the mouth of God. If it's just the voice, then I only have a few times in the word of God where God spoke, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. But when we know that he who has seen Jesus has seen almighty God, then every word of Jesus is almighty God speaking. When we look at the Old Testament and Jesus quoting the law and the prophet, we know that every book of the Old Testament is the word of God. When Peter said, hey, listen, that Paul guy, you know, he's a little hard to understand, but listen to him. What he is speaking to you is scripture. Then I know that the epistles are the word of God. I know that the book of Revelation is the word of God. I know that it is the voice of God. And as I read it, do I come humbly before it? Do I come hungry before it? Do I come seeking God? Speak to me. I need an answer in this area. I've been going through the same thing for years now. I need change and I'm not leaving until I get it when we have that fire in us it ain't long you're gonna get it amen so as we listen to his word we hear him say you are my beloved child and you I am well pleased and you don't have to hide but you can run to him without fear because he is not out to punish us he is out to protect us he is out to provide for us. He is out to love us. So today I say, fear not. Fear not. Run to God without fear because he's not there to punish us. He's not there to hurt us. He is there to provide for us, to comfort us, to help us in this journey called life, where we got all these demonic powers around us, but as we studied last month, we got more angels around us too, amen? Sometimes I feel like fear closes our angels up, but faith in God, when we have faith like a Caleb that says, give me that mountain, I don't care that I'm 85 years old, I want to be like that, amen? I'm not there yet, guys. I got to get that in my heart. We, we're so full of head knowledge, but to get it, to, to be able to say, give me that mountain. Give it to me. Devil, you'll be mad because you're, you're going to be hurting since you picked on me. To get an attitude of faith. When you read that 11th chapter of the Hall of Faith, Noah's building an ark. When it never rained before, Gideon and Joshua and, and David and Daniel and all these men and women, Rahab saying, we knew you were going to come. We knew you were going to conquer us. What took you 40 years? It tells you in the 10th chapter, their unbelief, their unbelief. God's will for us to live in peace, Amen. I want you to see how Jesus said this. I want to give you a definition of a word today. Go with me to John chapter 14 and verse 27. How many have been enjoying the beautiful weather? How many are so sad that it's going away? <laughs> oh, man. Well, at least we get the four seasons in New Jersey. I'm not talking about the group. I'm talking about the weather. Amen. Okay. John 14, 27, ready? Very simple words of our Lord, but so profound. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, 
neither let it be afraid. Now, the Amplified Classic brings out the, 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 the heart of this verse, amen? And here it is. If you can get that on the screen, John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. The world gives in a selfish way. God gives freely. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Watch. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. Talk to yourself at times. Tom, stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. I just went through this. My mind just going a zillion miles an hour. And I'm like, Lord, how do I get this thing to stop? I'm not, I'm not the only one, am I, church family? Learning how to get this mind, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing our thoughts into captivity to the word of God. I'm not, I'm not gonna stand there. I'm not gonna be no phony, baloney, lying minister that's just gonna say, oh, I never have that problem. Oh, I had the problem yesterday, day before, last week. I'll probably have it tomorrow, but I'm learning. I'm growing and I'm going to keep pursuing this peace that he offers. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated, Tom. Come on, put your name in there. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated. Say it. And No, your name, your name. <laughs> I love you, Carla. <laughs> Ready? Here we go. Start again. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated, Tom, and disturbed, and do not permit yourself to be fearful, intimidated, cowardly, and unsettled. Wow. What a verse. Now watch this. This word peace, we say it in the Old Testament, is the word shalom. I love it, don't you? Say it with me. Shalom. <laughs> But listen to this, what the meaning of it is. You know, we say shalom, peace, peace maybe. But one commentary says it like this. In the Hebrew language, shalom is a very rich and loaded word. You might want to write what I'm going to say down in a minute. There is no English word that can accurately sum up the fullness, the richness, and the power contained in the word shalom. Hence, the English Bible translators were only able to translate it as peace. But while the word shalom includes peace, it means so much more. The Brown Driver and Briggs Hebrew lexicon gives us a meaning of what Jesus meant when he said, shalom, I leave with you. So here's what the Hebrew lexicon, how it describes this word shalom. Number one. Completeness, safety, soundness in body, welfare, health, prosperity, peace, quiet, tranquility, contentment, peace used of human relationships, and peace with God, especially in our covenant relationship. What a powerful word, amen? 
for those that are jotting it down. I know it went too quick. Ready? I'm going to give them to you now. Completeness, safety, soundness in body, welfare, health. I mean, need some of that. Prosperity. I mean, need some of that. Peace, quietness, tranquility, contentment. Isn't that beautiful? This is the shalom that Jesus has given to us. His completeness, his safety, his soundness, his welfare, his health, his prosperity, his peace, his quietness, his tranquility, his contentment, his peach, peace, in human relationship as well as his peace with God through the covenant made at the cross. All these are part of our inheritance in Christ today. Now when we get in the sweet by and by, and I'm looking forward to the sweet by and by. Anybody else? But today I'm still living in the dirty here and now. Amen. Anybody else living in the dirty here and now? If you aren't, you're dead. Amen. Keep going on. Remember, God is not the one that gives us fear, right? 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And as I said last time, we are in this world, but according to the word of God, and I trust the word of God even over my own mind, I'm not of this world. John 17, 16. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Our heavenly loving Father has put his spirit within us to help us while we're in this life. 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children. You have overcome them because greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. The way that we get a grip on this peace and live a fear-free life is to fill ourselves with the word of God. And if you're battling fear, get scriptures on fear. If you're battling health, get scriptures on health. If you're battling finances, get scriptures on finances. Chew on the word of God that pertains to what you're going through. I like one guy, he said it, we should mine the word of God. In other words, when they go after gold and diamonds and even coal, they don't just find it all on top. They got to dig for it. And when we dig in the word of God, all of a sudden, gems, diamonds, and rubies, and emeralds just start popping out. Amen? So they say there's approximately 365 fear not type of scriptures in the Bible. That gives us one for every day. Well, where do I find them? In today's day and age, just go to DuckGo, type in, give me 365 scriptures on fear not, and you'll get them all. Amen? Think in the old days, they had to go through all that process. The tools that we have available to us through Google and other ways is just mind-boggling. Amen? So our Bible is filled with fear not statement. And yes, there is fear in the world, but our God wants us to, come on, say it with me, fear not. Why? Because he is with us, he is in us, and he is for us. So let's just look at a few in the little bit of time we have left. Ready? Go to Isaiah 41.10. Isaiah 41.10. Everybody good today? All right, I'm glad you're good today. 
Isaiah 41.10. Here we go. Let's read it together. Ready? One, two, three. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now, the word of God says in Proverbs chapter 4, we call Proverbs 4, 20 to 23, God's medicine cabinet, amen, God's pill. The same way when a doctor gives you a pill, he expects you to take it three times a day, on and on. We can take a scripture like this, and it says, my son, attend to my word. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life to those who find them, help to all their flesh. So what am I saying by that? If this scripture is speaking to you and you're battling fear, stick with it. Don't leave it. Hang out right there. Do this. Watch how I do it. When I'm in the car, I'll just say, fear not. God is with me. Just chew on it. Fear not, God is with me. Fear not, I won't be dismayed. No, he is my God. You just chew on it, you take time. We're not in some sort of marathon of how much we can read of the Bible, amen? I mean, I think it's good to read through the whole Bible. I hate for you to get up to heaven and Nehemiah come up to you and say, hey, did you read my book? And you say, uh, you know, so we encourage, read through the Bible, amen? Get through it. But you don't have to do it in one year. If it takes you three years, take three years. We got an amazing thing nowadays. You know what it's called? A bookmark. You just mark yourself and pick up the next day. But when you hit a scripture like this and you're battling something, people want prayer. And sometimes, receive what I'm going to say now, we pray too fast. The Bible says, come, let us reason together. Come with the covenant. Come with the word of God in your prayer time and say, Abba, this is what the word says. It says, fear not. I'm with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Oh, Abba, I need this in my life. Holy Spirit, you're my teacher. Teach me how to get this in from my spirit to my mind and flesh. You guys understand your spirit is perfect, amen? You have been recreated in Christ Jesus. You're a new creation. You're a new species of being. When you're in heaven for a trillion years, your spirit will be like it is today, perfect, amen? But my mind and flesh needs a lot of work. Anybody else? Oh, my. Let's go to another one. Go to Isaiah 43 and verse 1. The fear nots of the Bible are one of the greatest source of comfort. So if you're feeling fearful, worried, anxious, afraid, insecure about something, hold on to one of these God's fear not scriptures. Ready? Let's read it together. We're going to read four verses. One through four. One, two, three. But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel. Come on, say it. Fear not. For I, will re I have redeemed you. I have called you by my name. You are mine. 
When you pass through the water, I'll be with you. When you go through a flood, a river, they, I'm sorry, I told you to read with me, but I'm getting excited with the verse. I'll just keep going on. They shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God. I am the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, amen. Let's look at another one. Look at Deuteronomy, up on the screen, Deuteronomy 31, verse eight. Ready? It is the Lord who goes before you. He will march with you. He will not fail you or let you go or forsake you. Let there be no cowardice or flinching, but say with me, fear not. Neither become broken in spirit, depressed, dismayed, and unnerved with alarm. Woo, these are scriptures to chew on. Manja, my, my parents and grandma, manja Gaetano, manja. And then they grab my two cheeks and do this. Always had them, how can you got such big cheeks? You got two Italians grabbing you on each side. You'll have cheap, big, anyway, keep going on. You thought I was going to say because I'm fat. I'm not going to say it. No. First Chronicles 28, 20. Let me just read it. We're almost out of time. And David said to his son Solomon, be strong and of good courage. Do and do it. Do not fear. Don't be dismayed. For the Lord God, my God. That's a relationship with God. When David could say, my God, my God. He will be with you. He won't leave you. He won't forsake you until you have finished all the work for the service of the Lord God. Ooh, I love it. Amen. Isaiah 44, 8. Write it down. Do not fear, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from that time and declared it? You are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? Indeed, there is no other rock. I know not one. That's our God. Amen. How many having trouble sleeping? Don't raise your hand. Going to give you some sleeping scriptures. Ready for some sleeping pills? This one I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. So good. Up on the screen, please. Psalm 4, verse 8. Now, because of you, Lord, I will lie down in peace and sleep comes at once. For no matter what happens, I will live unafraid. How many need a verse like that? Amen? Go ahead. Keep that up there on the screen. Take a picture of it. Take a picture. Put it on your wallpaper. I need that. I need it. Look what it says. I will lie down in peace, peace, and sleep will come at once. For no matter what happens, I will not be afraid. Oh, I love it. How about Psalm 3? Ready? Look up on the screen. Psalm 3 is amplified. I lay down and slept safely. I awaken for the Lord sustains me. I will not be intimidated or afraid of the 10,000 who have set themselves against me all around. My whole family hates me. Well, I don't think it's 10,000. Look what Jesus has to say. Turn with me. Come on, we got about five minutes. Matthew 10, 29. Matthew 10, 29. Jesus speaking, and he says, Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin for a penny? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will and the father's knowing. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. 
Man, I live with my hair every day and I don't have a clue how many I got. Amen? And here it says they're numbered. Ready? Say the next four words. Do not fear, therefore. Because say it again. Do not fear, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. Hello, valuable ones. You are valuable. Look at Matthew eleven twenty-eight. This is the message uh, paraphrase up on the screen. Ready? I like this. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Burned out on religion? How many have been burned out by religion? Come to me. <laughs> Almost like the Phantom of the Opera. Come to me. No, anyway, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythm of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or, or ill-fitted on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Many of us bring our own problems. We know that, amen? We like all our toys. We want everything, yada, yada. Live freely. Live lightly, amen? So yes, there are many fears in this world, but because of the great love that God has for us, we can fear not in a fearful world. We can live this amazing shalom peace that he has given us. Completeness, safety, soundness, welfare, health, prosperity, peace, quiet, tranquility, contentment, peace of human relationship, and peace with God, especially in our covenant relationship. Let me end again with Proverbs 3.25, but this time we'll look at it from the NLT, the New Living Translation. Ready? You need not be afraid of sudden disasters or the destruction that comes upon the wicked for the Lord is your security. I don't have security in banks nowadays. I don't even have security in my own nation anymore. Amen. As we see things falling apart all around us, but the Lord is our security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. Although we are almost most certainly living in the last days, that doesn't mean we have to live in dread and anxiety. On the contrary, we are commanded by the word of God. Do not be afraid. Let the Lord be your confidence. Can I get an amen? Amen. God is good. Look it up. Our redemption is drawing nigh. Let's close in prayer. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your great, amazing love and provision. Thank you, Father. Lord, you show us in your word that you never want us to cheat, treat you as a cheap thing. Oh, give me this. Oh, give me that. But you say that when we come to you and seek you with all our hearts, we will not leave disappointed, that you would answer us, you would give us the direction that we need. And so today, Lord, I send such a beautiful spirit in here today, Lord, that we do want to learn how to hunger for you. Oh, yes, we got the kids. Oh, yes, we got the dog. Oh, yes, we got this and this and this and this. But there's a place in you, Lord, a shalom place, a completeness, a place where fear cannot even enter. 
It's a force field around us. It's invisible. No one can see it, but no demon can get through it. That we learn to cast down imaginations and every high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it to subject, bring into subjection every thought to the obedience of your word of Christ. Oh, Abba, I pray today that this word just ministers and that we don't walk out the door and let the devil just steal it from us that we get it in our hearts. We push aside the stones. We push aside the wayside. We push aside the thorns. And we say, grow today. Grow 30. Grow 60. Grow 100-fold within me. That fears will not dictate my life anymore. I pray this for every person here. If you receive that, just, just put your hands up. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I want to live in victory and not in defeat. I want to live in the abundance that Jesus promised us and not the lack that I'm experiencing. But it all starts with that first step. If you're here today and you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart, to be your Lord, to be your Savior, then today begins that journey. If you have never accepted the free gift, free gift, free gift of eternal life, of salvation, then receive it today. How do I do it? You pray a very simple prayer. It's basically up on our screen that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So pray this prayer with me. We'll all pray it together to help you. But say this with me. Say it from your heart. My dear God in heaven, I believe today that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross, that he rose on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I thank you for forgiving me. I repent of my sins, but I take hold of your grace today. I am born again. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Dear Lord, if you've never prayed that prayer before today, I'd like to say congratulations. What I'd like to do is give you a little gift before you leave today, a little gift from us to you. It's a little, new, a, a little gospel of John, a little track to get you started. If you don't have a Bible, we'll give you a new New Testament today. Just go to our bookstore and they'll give you one today so that you can read the Word of God. That's it, that's it. So if you're receiving Jesus for the very first time or rededicating your life or you're just not sure yet, with no one looking around, this is between you, Almighty God, myself, and one altar worker that'll hand you this little gift. Would you slip your hand up? Be brave enough to just slip your hand up and say, that's me today. And let them put this in your hand. Let them give you this free gift. Don't walk out these doors without that assurance today that if you were to die, you'd be with Jesus. Looking around, if that's you, just slip your hand up. We're not here to embarrass you. We're here to bless you. We're not here to make you feel funny. We're here to give you a gift today. That's you, slip your hand up. 
Thank you for that hand right over here in the center. Thank you. They're coming to you. That you just slip your hand up. Let me see it. Please. Please. Don't leave without knowing. Oh, I don't want to join a church. I didn't say join a church. I don't want to get religious. I just said, Jesus said, don't get religious. Get a relationship with the Creator. One more time, I'm going to look around. If that's you, slip your hand up also and let us bring you this free gift. My brother that raised your hand, the Bible says that up in heaven, the angels rejoice when a person makes a decision. Let me close in prayer. Father, we thank you for this time together. We lift up the funeral service for our sister Michelle after second service today. And we pray, Father, for the family, for the comfort that you could only give. I pray for this sweet couple that got married yesterday and here they are in church today. I pray your blessings upon their union, Father. And now, Father, I thank you that again you have made us the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, that in all our ways and endeavors that we are greatly blessed highly favored, deeply loved, that we are blessed to be a blessing. Go be a blessing. Amen, church family. God bless. See you Wednesday night. Testimony service.